Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's the Oilers and Avalanche. It's the third round of the playoffs. Been a minute since we've been back here, hasn't it? Only about 16 years or so since the games have mattered this much. Remind your Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. Uh, you can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. I know I usually recommend the Texan. Cam, I had, uh, I think it was ham and green pepper, and mm-hmm. I added some pepperoni to that. Holy smokes, is everything good at Royal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to try the one uh, Janner always talks about, throwing some jalapenos on there on like a Hawaiian. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued, I don't know and I, we'll have to do it. I don't have the palate for that person. No? It's oh, like, I do. Sweet and spicy. Yes. All in one. Okay, okay. Uh, Reed Wilkins coming up next here. In fact, let's just let's bring well, one on. You like the meat lovers, don't you? I like the meat lovers. I like pepperoni and mushroom as well. Can never go wrong with that. Yeah, that's meat a, lovers is pretty good. That's a quality Canadian answer. Yes. So I'll expect another one when I ask you, uh, what do you think's going to happen in this series, Reed? <laughs> <laughs> You're just diving right in, eh? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, hey, I, I could point it a little bit more and say, what are you most excited about heading into tomorrow night? There is lots to be excited about, from individual matchups to the wholesale matchup to thinking back to the games that these two teams put on before. There's got to be something. You know what, Brendan? I'm honestly just excited the Oilers are playing. I, I mean, that's what ex- it makes me the most happy out of all this, and I, I'm very happy for all the Oilers fans, or quite frankly, around the world. Because as we know, and we, we hear from them now more than ever, they are around the world. And that's, I mean, yes, I'll talk about some of the details of the series. But if you want to ask me what brings me the most personal satisfaction as a human being, it's just that the Oilers are playing and that, and that fans are following very important games, most of which the Oilers have won for the last month and that they're just getting to see their team go deep into the playoffs and have as good a shot at the Stanley Cup as any of the other teams remaining. And I truly think that. 
that the Oilers could very well win the whole thing. And I know it's still going to be difficult and there's work to do, but I, I don't look at them as a huge underdog against the Colorado Avalanche. I, I just was at I just was at Kingsway Mall because I live a pretty glamorous life. That's where I go in the morning <laughs> when I'm getting before I get going on my work. And like the pharmacist is like, Oh hey Reed, as I'm walking through Shoppers Drug Bart, he's like, Oh hey Reed, how's it going? Big series coming up, eh? Like it's like it's 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 so nice to see the enthusiasm around the games and I, I know I've kind of touched on this before but it's not who got how many points for Latvia in the world hockey championships or what are our draft lottery odds or <laughs> you know who who are we gonna hire to, to be the coach or, or the GM that, that the whole vibe in the city and with the fan base just makes me happy and I, I i'm not saying this to pander or anything like this like I, I truly mean this like it's it's neat being in studio 99 after the home games and seeing the smiles and the chanting and the celebrating and mooner and i were there for the watch party well i've been there for all of them and mooners joined me for a few games for the road games watch party and it was uh it was sold out for game five against Calgary, they didn't. They don't sell quite every seat in the building because some of the ones low down, you would have to crane your neck too much. But you know, there's a sixteen, seventeen thousand people there, and the roar that went up when McDavid scored, you, you, like you, this was a game a bunch of people were watching on TV, and they they came to the stadium so they could all be together as fans and watch it together, and then the people outside watching in the tailgate party in the plaza. It's 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 incredible. Like we are living something that is going to be remembered for a, for a long time and you know hopefully it gets the ultimate memory out of it and we are the images of our fans and our city are being broadcast around Canada and the states and to parts of the world that care about hockey and we look like that city where you might watch another sport and say Oh wow, that's a that's a pretty cool fan base. Like, look what they're doing. Like, that's Edmonton. That's Oilers fans. That's that's happening right now. We're in the middle of it. So I, I have taken some moments along the way to to just a, a appreciate what is happening, to appreciate the performance of the team, to and to appreciate the passion of the fans and and what they are getting to experience. And I, I heard you talking earlier about superstitions and all that kind of stuff. And again, my message to everybody is just embrace it. And if you're nervous, embrace the tension. Who knows when you're going to feel it again? Don't shut the TV or the radio off. Follow the game. Like, live every minute. I mean, it's it's not going to be smooth the whole way. That that's would be what I say. Like, somebody told me the other day that if if the Oilers, uh, you know, that they, 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 the Oilers, it was something like they, the Oilers won a game that they didn't watch. So now if they don't like the way the game is going, they'll they'll shut it off and not pay attention to it. And I'm just like, why? Like you're <laughs> it's not happening because of you. Like be take it in. See, I'm no, I'm the other way, Reed. Get all in. I, I'm the other way. If if you think the Oilers are winning because you have a piece of pie on game day, eat the damn pie. <laughs> Don't stop eating. I keep having that or whatever it is. Well, sure. I guess stuff like that. Yes. But, but yeah, I guess that could be part of the fun. But <laughs> anyway, so that's <laughs> that was kind of a long-winded answer. I don't know if you expected that. From from a series point of view, I, I you know, okay, obviously we're looking forward to the high-end talent going head-to-head. 
Um, the, the one thing that worries me the most from an Oilers perspective, and sure, I know about McKinnon and Rantanen and Landeskog and Kadri and all those guys. I, I don't, I'm not being ignorant to those. But the one player, that, the most unique player in this series, uh, to me, is Makar. And that's, I'm not trying to downplay what McDavid and Drysdale have been doing or what McKinnon can do, but there's no, the Oilers don't have anybody on defense that to me is even in McCarr's ballpark. I mean, he is a, a very special and unique player. So, in terms of somebody that could, could tilt the scales for the Avalanche and who also I do enjoy watching play, it, it's Kale McCarr. So that that would be one thing that is a key to the series. How how good is he going to be? Can the Oilers try to find a way to stop him from winding up and joining the rush and driving the net and doing all the things that that he's doing? I mean, other than that, I, again, the the Oilers are Bob referenced it in the interview with Woodcroft. They can take a punch. They're a lot more resilient than they have been in the past. You don't feel and John Shannon referenced it. You don't feel like a two or three goal deficit is the end of the world. And you also feel like that if they do have a lead late in the game, that they're they're sturdy enough that they can shut it down. The Smith versus Kemper matchup, I find really intriguing as well. And I, obviously, if you would have talked about this in January, we would have said that's a lopsided advantage for the Avalanche. I quite frankly don't think it is. And and I Kemper is a very good goalie, but I think if, with the way Smith is playing and has been battling. I, I think the goaltending is a bit of a saw-off here, and it could be just who comes up with the big save at the big time. And we've seen how motivated Smith is and and how you know strong he's been for most of the postseason. I know he got pulled in that one game, but I, I think he's been pretty good overall. The, the goaltending matchup is another one that's intriguing to me, and I, I don't think it's one that is, is in favor of the Avalanche. I think it's pretty even. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's a pretty pretty even looking at it like the Oilers and you talked about that resiliency the ability to take a punch Reed do you think that is and and it's probably both but having the veteran players like Mike Smith and, and Duncan Keith being a part of that or just the natural maturation of players that have been here for a little while like like Connor and Leon and and Darnell and and uh, Nuge like uh, do you think that's part of it too yeah, I think there's nothing like experience, and I, I think you look at. I, I mean, you look. You know, you, you hate to make excuses, but I do think inexperience is a, a reason sometimes why teams lose. I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's a legitimate reason why sometimes teams lose games. And as as great as some of the Oilers' core players are, they haven't played a ton of playoff games. Um, and, and they haven't been through a, a lot of these trials and tribulations. So I think having Keith and Smith around helps. And then I think that, yeah, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nurse, Nugent Hopkins, they've, and, you know, even Hyman, it didn't happen here, but we, we know what the Leafs have been through. It hurts to go through that, but you hope that it does pay off in the end. And, and I think we've seen a lot of players hitting another level in the playoffs or, or uh, playing with an increased commitment just because now they know what it takes. You know, it's, it's, you know, you can't just necessarily try harder, but you can be, you can make sure your concentration and your awareness and your commitment is, is at a high level throughout the entire game and throughout the entire series and that it never wanes. And I think that's what we're, we're seeing from the Oilers. I don't think it just boils down to just pure effort. I think it just boils down to like, oh, okay, we've been here before. I know that 
you, you can't let up on a play like this or that you got to tie up the guy's stick a split second sooner than you might have to do it in the regular season because he's going to be trying to make a different type of play than he might otherwise. So I, I do think the past playoff experiences have taught the Oilers, and I, I think we're seeing now some of those things paying off. I mean, it's, especially since Game 6 against Los Angeles. To me, that's when it really ramped up. Chatting with, uh, Hello, there's my microphone. Chatting with Reed Wilkins. I'm sure you know that by now. Uh, as far as the production goes, it's not necessarily there from some of the younger players, Reed, and we talked with John about this as well. But, you know, guys like Yamamoto and, and McLeod are, are finding different ways to still factor into productive and, and quality Oilers hockey out on the ice, even if McLeod's only got two points in 12 games, or even if Yamamoto's only producing half a point in, in the playoffs per game kind of a thing you're still seeing the maturation of the younger players and you're still seeing them uh you know for usually for the better impacting the outcomes of some of these games i think that i think the oilers top nine forwards are playing pretty well i they you know i mean forwards 11 10 11 and 12 haven't been playing a ton i don't have any problems with how they're playing but uh, you know there's been games where it's especially with archibald and cassian it's been hard to really even evaluate how they've done because I think what they got the four and a half and two and a half minutes respectively the last game. I, I will say this. I do think to get through this series, somebody else is going to have to score a big goal. Um, and it has happened already in the playoffs. You got the game winning goal in game seven against Los Angeles from a defenseman when Cody Cece got the game winner. Um, you have, We have seen Bouchard score some goals. Duncan Keith got a goal. Darnell Nurse got a goal. I think to get through this series, the big guys are going to have to continue doing what they're doing. But I do think and I do hope there's a clutch goal along the way from Derek Ryan or or Warren Fogle or Cassian or Archibald or whoever might pop into the lineup uh, or even Yamamoto, though you know he's been playing pretty well and, and has scored in, this, in these playoffs. So I think that they, they have been able to win with limited... I was going to say contributions. That's not fair because they are contributing. They've been able to play. They've been able to win with limited depth point totals. I think to get through this round, there will have to be actual names on the score sheet from some of those players to get through it. On the back end, Reed Cody CC to me is he just continues to get better, and in the playoffs playing some of his best hockey of the season. What have you seen from him? Well, I think he's a very well-rounded player. And I I wasn't sure what the Oilers were getting when they signed him because it it seemed like he'd kind of been cast in a few different roles uh, during the course of his NHL career. And maybe that's because he can do a little bit of everything. And, And I think with the Oilers, we've seen pretty solid defender. You know, he's not a... He doesn't go out there and bang or deliver uh, like massive hits, but physical enough, moves the puck fairly well. When he has that office, offensive opportunities, he's been able to snipe a few goals. And I think he's just reliable. And, and I think that sort of factors into the Oilers' defense as a whole. Uh, we, we know that Nurse is playing with something. I, I know Brendan did the injury report there, and we, we think it's probably something to do with his core. He, he clearly can't play as much and maybe doesn't have quite the jump that he usually does, but still pretty solid. I think Kulak's been a big, adi- a big addition because, again, he just kind of does a little bit of everything and does it fairly quietly, quietly most of the time. I think that's helped Tyson Berry. I get it that the one pairing that's been maybe a little bit up and down in the postseason has been Keith and Bouchard. They've had a couple of tougher nights. But even there, for the most part, 
pretty reliable and and Bouchard he has been able to score some goals along the way so I think CC kind of is a reflection of the Oilers defense as a whole they might not have that big number one they don't have a headman they don't have a pronger like the Oilers had in 2006 but they have a bunch of fairly steady guys you guys have talked about how the ice time is I mean they almost play a third of the game each it's between 17 and 21 minutes almost every night so they're just rolling them out there uh, pretty evenly distributed night after night and there, I don't think there's a time. Th- there aren't a lot of times. I mean, sure, there's, there are always tense times, but there aren't there aren't a lot of times where you feel like, oh my god, like we only have one pairing that can do anything. Everybody else is getting caved in. I think everybody else has just been pretty solid. I don't see them getting caved in very frequently at all anymore. You know, it doesn't it doesn't seem that they're ever in their own zone for more than uh, really, you know, 30 seconds to a minute a lot of the time. And I, you're starting to see, or I am starting to see now, I went into that Calgary series, read thinking that they were going to get run through the boards, they were going to get forechecked to death, and that was going to spell the end of them. And it looks to me like the puck-moving ability of those guys that are maybe less sung for getting out there and blocking shots or throwing a big hit, but the ability to just not be in the Oilers' zone, I think, had a tremendous impact on how that Calgary series went. So credit to the guys that uh, they just get the puck off their stick, up the ice, and, and away the forwards go and do their thing. That's probably the best recipe for success moving forward against Colorado, too. Yeah, and I think... I mean, if there were tense times against Calgary. I mean, you, th- obviously teams that make it this far can forecheck, and Calgary can do that. I also think with Calgary, it wasn't just pressure on the defense that gave the Oilers problems. It was the Oilers might get the puck up the wall to the top of the circle, but then there was another Flames forechecker waiting right there to pressure the winger and keep the puck in. But anyway, that, that series is done. I, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle Colorado. I, I, I mean, this is the best team they've played, obviously, and, and they've they've already played two pretty good teams. I think the challenge for the Oilers' defense now will not just be handling the forecheck. It'll be it'll be handling some of the speed off the rush. Um, I, I mean, Calgary had some good rush players, and certainly Goudreau is quick and shifty, but I, I don't think that they had as many guys that can do it like Colorado can. When the Oilers have had problems this season, um, defensively they've got on their heels a little bit and maybe backed in too much inside the blue line and then all of a sudden by the time you're going for a poke check or a body check the puck's already in the slot and there's a dangerous shot coming so I think working against that will be a challenge for the Oilers and as Jay Woodcroft has talked about a lot that's also the that's also the responsibility of the forwards to take care of that a little bit with with their back pressure and being able to take odd man rushes away absolutely hey Reed. Are you watching yes. Game 7 tonight? Are you going to be able <laughs> yeah, to see some of that? It. Well, I'll watch it during my show and okay. I'll sit and watch it when I'm done. Yeah. Who, do, who do you like? Well, I picked Carolina before the series, but I got a funny feeling the Rangers are going to win this game tonight. Yeah, I think we all do here. We just, hope so. Just based yeah. on goaltending, it seems. I don't yeah. know. Be the first yeah, road team to win in a Carolina contested game this playoffs, right? It's been all home wins. The law of averages would suggest the road team would win. <laughs> Reed, uh, who do you have coming up tonight on the show? We've got Mike Kelly from NHL Network. We've got Connor McGahey, the play-by-play voice of the Colorado Avalanche. You'll get all the uh, audio from the Oilers. I believe they're speaking right now in uh, Denver yeah. to get ready for the series. And uh, Dave Campbell will recap the Elks' win in Winnipeg on Friday. Just after 6 o'clock tonight on Inside Sports. Thanks, Reed. My pleasure. All right. We'll step 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, one last time on Oilers Now. Back with This Day in Oilers History and your direct work for Audio Vault. There were uh, really well-played hockey games that could have uh, gone either way for both teams in each of those games. And, uh, you know, I, I thought uh, the pace in those games was excellent. Um, the speed and skill of the players involved speaks for themselves. And, you know, I've learned in this playoffs not to try and predict anything. You just try and be the best you can on a nightly basis and you react to what you see. That's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft talking yesterday about the regular season series between the Oilers and Colorado Avalanche. 1-0-2 the Oilers finished, but three incredible games. That is your audio vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. To this day in Oilers history, a pretty significant one. Cam will fill you in. I heard he was actually in the building. It's brought to you by New West Travel. The uh, This October, you can travel on that private WestJet charter flight to Cabot Links in Nova Scotia for five days of golf at the number 10 course in the whole world. Details at newwesttravel.com. On this day in 1985, Mooner, a pretty significant one at Northlands. Not bad. 8-3 win for the Edmonton Oilers in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. Yari Curry had a goal, three assists. Mark Messier, Paul Coffey, they each had two and a helper. Edmonton with 41 shots on goal. It was 4-1 to one after the first. It was 7-1 to one after the second. So there was, there was no drama in the game. And they went with Bob Froze in goal after Pelly Lindbergh had been chased in each of the previous two games. So they thought maybe the change in goaltending might switch it up. Maybe Lindbergh was hurt. I don't know. But it wasn't the answer. Well, Froze <laughs> faced like 41 shots in the game, and Grant Fuhrer yeah. kicked out 19 of 22. He wasn't especially busy. So I imagine, and again, you were in the house, yes. a much younger Mooner, uh, but I imagine the party was on after that second intermission. If you knew 7-1, I mean. Oh, it was on after the first period. It was. It was 4-1 <laughs> to one after the first. It was over. You're right. Party and was absolutely on. Second consecutive Stanley Cup, by the way. 84-85. Yeah. 87, 88, and 90. And not since. Maybe this is the year they creep all the way back. They're already in contention. I think they already made it further than we might have thought they would at some points. 
Well, why not them? Now they've got a puncher's hey? chance. Why not? Hey, why not? Why not? Why not before? Because they didn't have goaltending. Why not now? No reason. No reason. No reason at all. Again, tonight you'll get to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins from 6 to 8 p.m. Lots of fresh audio coming out of the Oilers camp today. They are in Denver. It looks like Bob's touchdown. I see him tweeting as well. So all the latest coming out of there ahead of game one. We've got your preview tomorrow on Oilers Now of the NHL's Western Conference Final. It is, uh, it's going to be a great show. We've got Mark Spector coming up for the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta, live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack, Fridays and Saturdays. You get free parking and admission. How could you not go? More information at thehorses.com. It's going to be special, this series. I don't, win or lose, uh, you know, you hear the value of the experience for these young players are going to be better for having gone through all of this, but there is just so many storylines and so much offensive talent and and I don't think that we're like I don't know that I'd want to be a coach in this series because I imagine it's going to open up this game is and uh, I don't think you abandon your defense but no but you're right <laughs> but I, I could totally understand how a coach could get frustrated if the other team gets things going offensively. I wonder how upset Oiler fans will be with Nazem Kadri over the course of the series, just with the agitating style that he plays. I'm guessing they won't be overly happy <laughs> with some of his whatever goes on on the ice. We'll see. Something is yeah. bound to happen when Nazem Kadri is on the ice. But you've got guys that can yes. you know, keep things in check. I'm looking at you, Evander Kane. Now you just keep putting the puck in the net. Keep doing it tomorrow. You keep tuning in to Oilers Now. Bob will be back to host the show tomorrow at 2 o'clock. No, hello, 12 o'clock. We'll be, well, we'll be full three hours tomorrow. It's not even till 2. 12 to 3 to tee it all up. Hope you enjoyed today. Brendan Escott can Moon saying so long from the 630 Chet Studios. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 630 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet.